Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Hello and welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek! Yay! We're so glad that you're here. And by we, I mean myself, Chrissy McQueen, and my much better half, Justin Winters. That's me. That's you. Uh, I have to give Justin some credit this week, you guys. He unceremoniously appointed me in charge of choosing the movies. And I was like, yeah! This is awesome, because it means I'll watch something I want to actually see, and I'll stay awake. Yeah! Not to impugn your other choices. Some of them are really good. Thanks. You're welcome. I think. <laughs> no, it was kind of a compliment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yay. Anyway, uh, so this week I kind of went, you know, I really like that Tom Hanks. I like that guy. That guy, he's kind of cool. Hanks. Hanks. He uh, signs his Twitters, Hanks. H A N X. Does he really? Yeah. Like Spanx? Like Spanx, but yeah, Hanks. <laughs> he, he's a cool dude. I feel like there should be a Saturday Night Live skit wherein there's something like that where they do Spanx, except it's Hanks. Maybe it could be an extension of his Toddlers and Tiaras bit that he did for Jimmy Kimmel. The, the kids wear Hanks because, you know, they're beauty queens and they should be fat. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Uh, I was surprised that I hadn't seen everything in the Tom Hanks catalog, so I was actually a little trepidatious when I said, let's do a tank, uh, tanks, a tanks double feature because I thought I had seen everything, but no, I had not. What? I know. Uh, I hadn't seen one of his, not lesser known movies because people know of it, but lesser seen perhaps, Joe versus the Volcano. Mm Mm-hmm. And one that everybody has seen and that I thought maybe I saw when I was like four, which almost, by the way, negated the choice for the podcast because Justin was like, if you've seen it, we can't see it. But I hadn't once I watched it. And it was big. No, not. (laughs) It was big. Well, because I feel like every time we say the title of the movie, we have to say it in a gravelly or at least deep voice. Big. You can't be like, it was big. Well, Big is my favorite Tom Hanks movie. Really? Yes. It is. Not not Castaway and the Volleyball and that whole story. <laughs> Although I do like Castaway and the Volleyball. <laughs> um, no, Big's my favorite Tom Hanks movie. How shocking. What's your favorite Tom Hanks movie? Um, that's kind of difficult for me. I've really liked a lot of things that he's done. I, I love Philadelphia. I love Saving Private Ryan. Well, you know, <laughs> Philadelphia is a good film. Yes. But if if I, like, ask someone, what's your favorite Tom Hanks movie? They're like, Philadelphia! <laughs> you mean the one where he gets AIDS and dies? Yes! That's awesome! <laughs> I was surprised that you didn't say Philadelphia is your favorite Hanks movie because you love Selena so much. <laughs> See? You know what would make a great double feature with Selena? <laughs> Philadelphia. Hey, you brought her up this time. I enjoy Tragedy. There's, there's so, so you're saying Saving Private Ryan is your favorite? I really like that one. There's there's Beauty in the Breakdown. I also like um uh what's the one? Forrest, Lots of chocolates. Forrest Gump. Yeah. 
It's a respectable choice. That's, that's in my top five. And Thanks. though, and this is a guilty pleasure one because I know I probably shouldn't like it. I like You've Got Mail. The third of the um, Hanks Meg Ryan films. Pairings, yeah. Joe, uh, Joe vs. Volcano was the first one. I thought it was the second one, but it was the first one. Oh, really? Yeah, their first one together. But, so you're, so wait, what's your favorite again? <laughs> a four-way tie? You have a four-way tie? Why not? Okay, go ahead. That's fine. Well, I, I like them all, but in different ways. Well, Big's my favorite because um, it came out in 1988. Yes. And just the mid to late 80s were like a sweet spot for some of my favorite movies. But, um... I think I still remember going to see it in the theater. I was just like, whoa, this is great. Why did, Was it something that you fantasized about doing? Because you were a kid, obviously, when it came out. Um, I don't know if I fan- fantasized about it. I mean, I always thought, you know, what am I going to be when I grow up? You know, what am I going to do? You're going to be big. I'm going to be big. <laughs> but, that's the thing. When I was watching it at eight years old, I was like, this kid, I'm like twice as big as he is when he's small, you know. Oh, when he's young, when Tom he's, Hanks? When he's young, Josh Baskin in the oh, movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. His name is Josh Baskin, not young Tom Hanks. <laughs> Even though, and you, as a kid I noticed this, you pointed out that when he goes to the uh, carnival as a kid at the beginning of the movie, he's denied to ride this ride. <laughs> yeah, he wants to go he's on a 12, carnival ride. He's 12 years old. Right. Can't ride this ride, and it's like... If he can't ride this ride, who's going to ride this ride? Because right. he, he looked kind of, you know, tall. At least tall enough to ride a ride such as that. He was taller than his friend. I mean, I don't know if you noticed that later on, but when they were walking side by side, he was like a head taller than his friend. Excuse me, kid. <laughs> this ride is only for giants. Right. I mean, they must have made a big sign on purpose. But then when he was walking away from the ride, the camera panned back and I looked at the other kids slash teenagers who were in line. And they were in there than he was. <laughs> it's not a problem I had as a kid because I was always like a foot taller than everyone else. And so I was four years old and riding roller coasters. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wee! Ah! You see that movie big? That's not me. I don't have to worry about that. I'm going to fall out because I'm skinny. Woo! It really should be a weight restriction, not a height restriction. That doesn't even make sense to me. But he was 12 years old. Like... Well, age isn't a part of it. I mean, when I was a kid, I you was You have too... to be 5'10 to ride this ride. <laughs> right? I still couldn't ride it. I was too little to ride a lot of things, actually, because I was always the shortest and skinniest girl in my class. So all the other girls got to go on Viper and Colossus at Six Flags Magic Mountain, and I'd be like, it's okay. I'll stay here. I'm going to stand on the side. I wouldn't have let you on the ride just for that voice. <laughs> I'm was, sorry. Dude, there was one time where my mom goes, okay, we're going to put erasers in your shoes. It's Tom Hanks's, uh, Tom Cruise's secret. And I was like, really? So they put erasers in my shoes, and I like, stood up really tall, and they didn't seem to notice. And I got on the ride, and I kid you not, this was at Magic Mountain. And it wasn't even Colossus. It was the effing Gold Rusher ride, which has no loops or anything. And they stopped the ride. Like, we were about to take off, and I heard... <laughs> Excuse me, girl in seat two, row four. Stand up, please. The girl with the racers for shoes. 
Do you have those uh, two-foot-tall erasers right? that Tom Cruise apparently wears? <laughs> to make them higher or taller. So no, I was standing, I was sitting there, and I was like, oh, no. And I pretended like it wasn't me. I looked around like, who could that possibly be? And the attendant comes over, all pimply-faced and 16. He's like, yeah, can you stand up, please, and come right over here? And they literally made me get out of the ride and stand next to the height sign. They shamed you? They did. And I was... I mean, maybe a half an inch shorter than it. And they were like, sorry, you can't. And none of my friends, including my mom, were, you know, shorter than me. So they all had to stay. And they were like, oh, do you want to skid off? And I went, no, you go. And I stood off to the side. I was like 11. Hmm. I wasn't even a little. So what did you think of Big? Oh, yeah, back to Big. <laughs> sorry, sidetrack. Uh, I thought it was, been, uh, you know, fantastic. It's, it's a fun little fantasy movie. And there are some holes in it, but not such big holes that you fall inside like what is a fantasy right so you know no i don't mean like are they fantasy holes well no but like you know for instance later on when he is actually big there's this kind of possible love story possible and what do you mean possible well it's never actually mm, spelled out what they do it's implied what they do and if you really think about Spell it, out. <laughs> what? she never says, we are going to have sex now. And he never says, okay, I would like to have sexual intercourse with you. Because only the best of the love stories <laughs> spell it out that way. <laughs> oh, are we going to have sexual intercourse now? I would like to I would love to have sexual relations with you now. <laughs> But, Are you going to take off your two-foot-tall eraser <laughs> shoes? <laughs> but No, but there's a scene where they're kissing and he feels her boob awkwardly. And then it's implied what happens after that. And I'm thinking to myself, um, he's still 12. Hey. Oh, wait, 13 at that point. They, somebody says, he had a birthday. <laughs> but he was getting some life experience ahead of time. 12? I mean, we're going into Vili, whatever his name is, territory. The one where Mary Kay Letourneau, like, made him her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. She was the teacher and he was the student. But now they're in love and married, so there you go. Yeah, but at the time, that was Bad News Bears and she was actually kind of incarcerated for it. But Elizabeth Perkins' character didn't know. It was like uh, Tom Hanks was like the Avatar and the little kid was like inside... <laughs> Terrific analogy, Although, actually. Avatar would have been a lot better if instead of the like the seven, eight foot tall blue creatures, it was a bunch of Tom Hanks running around. <laughs> Hurry! Get in your Tom Hanks! We have to save the Tom Hanks tree! <laughs> now you should there's a short story or sketch you should be writing. Um The Tom Hanks tree. <laughs> no, I just love this movie because he, I mean, there's been t- several movies where, like, body, you know, changing, like, uh, what? You mean in the Tom Hanks canon? No, I'm talking about just in the film canon of, like, uh, what was that one with Dudley Moore and Kirk Cameron where they switch bodies? Like, there's been, t- you know, oh, yeah. tons of movies Freaky like that. Friday. But I think this is the best just because of how Tom Hanks, um, he just seems like such a, He's got like a optimistic childlike presence in this movie. Yes. And he was just so perfect for the role. I was just like, wow, this is great. Like everything he does, you know, throughout the movie, once he becomes big, I'm, I like laugh at it. It's great. 
I think it's pretty uh, funny how sometimes, I mean, we all know that he's 12 trapped in this 30-year-old body, but sometimes it's more like he's six. He's like, no, get on the trampoline. It's really fun. I'll show you how. And and it's interesting, too. Like, he plays with, with toys uh, at his job that are really, I think, kind of meant for younger kids. So for, there was a portion of time where I was like, is he really 12? Maybe he was younger than I thought. Maybe he well, was he like Well, he was wearing underoos. Uh, yeah, that was a little strange. When he, when he was 12. What the heck was that all about? His mom's like, here's some Spider-Man underwear. And she was folding him, and it looked like it, she was folding the underwear for a toddler. They were so small. She didn't want him to grow up. You know, she wanted to keep him young. His mom looked like a man. There was one point where she was leaning out the window talking to the best friend across, and I was like, oh my God, Tom Hanks' mom and this is a man. So he was perfect for the role. That's why I liked the movie. And then, of course, like you already said, he had the best possible job. Yeah. That, you know, a young kid watching this movie would be like, oh, man, I want to aspire to have that job someday. Yeah. And Robert Loja is his boss. And Robert Loja is pretty awesome. Yes, he is. I like that for guy. For being, you know, an older gentleman, he played the, you know... Four keyboard very well. That was my favorite scene, actually. Uh, the scene where they're in the toy store and Tom is, you know, messing around with the other kids. He's playing with them. And I was like, oh, you should work at my gym. And then as soon as after that, uh, they finish that part, Robert Loge is on the scene. And then they start doing heart and soul on this, like, footsie keyboard. Yeah, everybody, everybody knows the footsie keyboard. Oh, my God. It's an iconic scene. I wanted the footsie keyboard when I was a kid. I well, never I'm got sure, one. This movie probably sold millions of footsie keyboards. I believe it. That looked pretty difficult, though, but, you know, not only just because of getting the right notes, but the steps and stuff. I mean, yeah, it was just a lot of draft squares, but still, they, they, they did really, really... It was like Dance Dance Revolution of the 80s. Yeah. It was! Well, allegedly, they the, Tom Hanks and Loja came in that day to um, act that scene out, and they had uh, doubles there. That they Wanting said, to do it, yeah. That, they're like, oh, they, you know, if, they, if you can't do it, they can do it, and they're like... Well, gosh darn it, we better do it. They're like, that put some fire into them. Like, we're going to do it. Oh, really? They did pretty well. That's a good story. Have you ever done a footsie keyboard? Um, I think I have, yeah. Really? Not at a FEO Schwartz, but... It makes me sad that that doesn't exist anymore. It it is sad. It is sad. Is all of them gone? All of them gone? um, The New York's ones are definitely gone. I don't know if there are any other... I did go to the New York one before it closed down, so... Did you really? Yeah. Oh, I'm jealous. I think it exists online. You can still order from the online site, if I'm not mistaken. But you know. So when you were 12 years old, were you wishing that you had a Zoltar machine that you could go to? By the way, I did see a Zoltar machine when Kristen was here like a couple weeks ago. At the carnival? Huh? At the carnival we went to? There's a Zoltar-esque machine um, on the Santa Monica Pier. Oh. Where all those rides are. You should have done it. What were you thinking? It's not the same. Oh. Like, it gives you, like, an actual, like, uh, card? card that says, you know... Fortune. Fortune. Instead of your wishes granted, which is more mysterious. Obviously. Yeah. And it was plugged into the wall, so I was like, oh, it's not going to work the same. You, so you were asking me when I was 12. Yeah, were you saying, you know what? I wish I was 30. <laughs> I didn't want to be 30. I would have been perfectly happy with 16. Looking, you know, watching this movie now, like right now for me, is kind of scary because... Yeah, because you are 30. I am 30. And I'm like, whoa, so Tom Hanks was 30 when he... He was pretty much... I think he was like 31 when he filmed this movie. I'm like, man, I'm old. (laughs) You know, it's funny, though, that you're saying on the podcast that you're old, but I remember watching this. uh, We were trying to figure out his age, and you said, I think he's 30. And I went, really? He looks like he could pass for 25. 
And you were like, 30 is young! Well, the the eight-year-old in me that first watched this movie... I was probably saying, you know what? When I'm 30, I want to have, I want to be, you know, filled with a youthful spirit like he is in this movie. Because throughout the movie, there's always people that, like hating on him. Like the the guy played by is it John Hurd? Who's like that guy sucks? Yeah. So perfect. What is his problem? You right. Know? He doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. He's got a youthful spirit about life and you know living. I mean, of course, he's got the twelve-year-old inside of him, but yeah, they didn't know—they didn't know that. But you know, ah, they just thought he was, you know, weird and strange, well, and of course, not jaded and cynical like most of them. So, oh, you just opened up Pandora's box for me. What? Oh, I know what Pandora's box. I have had—I'll just say it this way—two different work situations in my life: one where they embrace that sort of thing, and one where it is shunned. Hmm. And it is really hard working in the one where it's shunned because you're like, why? What, a youthful spirit? Yeah. Optimism? They're like, she needs to tone it down a lot. I've, I've, you, you'll see that many times come up again and again. I hate that. Well, they're trying to beat it down from you. Why? Because you need to be a lemming, you know, just going off the edge with everyone else. And I always say, I'm like, well, I don't know. I've never had it any other way. This sort of thing is cool where I come from. Didn't you see Big? Yeah, that's me. Now you can say that now that you've seen it. I really am 12 years old. Did you, you know, soak up the thematic content from Big? So, Justin, being that you are in um, Elizabeth Perkins's shoes in, in our relationship in real life, how do you feel about being married to an inner 12-year-old? I don't know. Let me take off my shirt so you can touch my breast. Oh, I feel really awkward about that. <laughs> what are you saying? Are you saying there's a 12-year-old inside of you? Is there an avatar, Chrissy? I am saying I would like to have sexual relations with you. <laughs> uh, there's so many There's so many good scenes throughout this movie. Like I haven't seen it in a while, and just to watch it with you it for pretty much your first time. Yeah. Because when you said four years old, I'm like, Chrissy, you can't even remember a movie you watched last month. No, and I took like, and I said this to you that I just remember the basic premise that he was little, he makes a wish, he gets to be big. That's mm-hmm. all I remembered. But it's so much more. Oh yeah, I mean, it was great. I didn't even start nodding off once, which is a sign. It is a sign. It is a sign. So wait, what was your favorite scene? You said. Um, oh, I like the the Toy Story scene. Okay. I mean, there were, uh, like you said, a few great ones, but that one in particular is pretty good. There's the Toy Story scene. When I was a kid, I loved the, um, uh, he shows up at the party with the white, yeah. the white tux with tails. <laughs> That's good, too. And he, 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 are they called, what are they called, mini corn appetizers? Yeah, they're, min- they're um, baby corns. Baby corns? Yeah. You can get them in a can. He, like, eats them like he, that. Oh, that was great, yeah. And I like the scene where he's jumping on the on the trampoline, trying to show Elizabeth Perkins how to jump and, you know, how to play toys, and then he invites her to his bunk bed. Yeah, he's like, I'm on top. I'm on top. Yeah. <laughs> that was cute. I have a question. Okay. If you were in Tom Hanks's shoes, if you were big, would you have sought out the Zoltar um, machine or whatever to get little again, or would you have just stayed an adult? No, I would have done the same thing. Really? Yeah, because the life experience from 12 to age 30 is, like, invaluable, you know? Mm-hmm. But would you, you realize that being 12 in a 30-year-old's body? Well, eventually he, he realizes it because he goes back. He's I like, know. you know, I missed out a lot I'm of asking, stuff. I'm asking, would you have? Would I have? Yes. I think you would have. 
That's what I just said, right? Yeah, well, I just said well, that. Yeah, but it seemed like you were coming from an adult standpoint as opposed to if you were 12, would you have still had that realization? That epiphany, if you will. I didn't want to skip, you know. Yeah. All those years. 18 years? I, I think if it were me, I wouldn't have wanted to skip, but things were going well for him. He, you know, had a girlfriend. He had this great job. Everybody loved him, minus the one douche. Um, yeah, but he wasn't having any contact with his family. Right, that's hard. If his friend, you know, was, was getting a, mad a, at a him. strange relationship there. I don't know if I would have gone back. If I, if I would have reached that point and been like, wow, well, isn't this kind of what you hope for when you're young? That you grow up and then you become successful and happy and you find a, a relationship? Like, isn't that what you're supposed to do? So I just beat everyone to the punch. Well, no. Well, like I said, it's like he got some life experience ahead of time. So he's like, well, maybe I can eventually do the same thing in 18 years. Maybe. You know, I got my first, you know, girl at 12, so 12 years old in my, in my Tom Hanks avatar. He's a hoe. I learned a lot about working in, you know, an office with my little toys and stuff. I guess. No? I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm very tight with my mom, so that alone probably would have prompted me to go back to being a preteen. But without that in place, I would have probably been like, let's just stay an adult. This is nice. Well, even as a kid, I remember adults saying, enjoy being a kid. Because oh, yeah. once you're an adult, it's all over. Party's over. <laughs> so I, I listened to them. That's true. But now I'd like to grow down if I could. If I saw Zoltar, I'd be like, let me be 16 or 12. 12 and 16 were good years. What? You do that without me? We have to do it together. Yeah. Duh. Co-op, Zoltar. But the only problem with that is then you go, well, what am I going to do for money or things? Because everyone else is still big, so I can't very well go back and live with my family to support me. (laughs) I'm going to be a homeless teenager. That's kind of sad. Yeah. Like, when you grow big, you can get a job. When you grow little, you are homeless. Or you can just show up regular, like, to your regular job and just hope nobody notices. Hi, guys. At one job, I could do that. At one job, I could not. (laughs) Guess which one? (laughs) Hi, guys. I'm ready to work. Would you like to have a shot of tequila? Okay. (laughs) You know, uh, child bartenders... (laughs) Is, I mean, the legalities of it. It's a rising industry. I think it'd be kind of fun. As long as you have someone watching them, you know. Who needs to be watching me? I do what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get (laughs) shit-faced. I'm going to have to watch your phones while you enjoy the show. Oh, wow. Um, What else? About Big? Yeah, what else about Big? Um... I wasn't sure how I felt about Elizabeth Perkins as a character. I enjoyed her relationship with Tom Hanks, and I feel like they had good chemistry. But she, her by herself, she just seemed like an opportunist to me. Really? Yeah, she kind of had a change of heart later on, but in the, you know, for a good portion, she was a smoking opportunist. Well, she was she was a smoker, and it was I think alluded to that she slept around at right. work. So, yeah, yeah. She seemed kind of cynical and jaded, and being with him kind of changed that. Although, mm-hmm. you think she should have, once he told her that he was actually a 12-year-old in Tom, inside of a Tom Hanks avatar. Yes. You think she should have still, like, gone for it for, like, I'm going to rock this kid's world one last time. Oh, hell no. 
Can you imagine what would have happened in, in the industry and with people and audience watching it? They'd be like, are you kidding me? I mean, it's bad enough that she sexualized that child before, but now that she knew, that's rape. And I, and I also love that she, he asked, like, you want to come with me? And she's like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it. Done it before. Been there. It's a little different, you know, teen girl, teen boys. So. Right. Well, I thought of the same thing I just said to you at the time when he asked her that. I was like, who's she going to stay with if she gets little? Is she going to have to stay with Josh's mom? Like, <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> I brought home this girl. This chick. She, I promise we didn't have sexual relations. She's got a lot of life knowledge. And <laughs> <laughs> Don't be mad if you catch her smoking. It's okay. We had sex. Oh, no. I, apparently, these children grow down to be Mr. Bill. <laughs> I don't understand. <sighs> oh, wow. So, what would be your final grade for Big? A. Yes. Yeah, it was a good movie. Very enjoyable. I would watch it again. It's a, uh, it's a classic. It is a classic. And my favorite Tom Hanks movie. It made me miss the 80s. Yeah. Which I never say because I'm not a huge 80s fan. But that was good 80s. Directed by Penny Marshall. Yeah. It was the first movie uh, directed by a woman that ever made more than $100 million at the box office. Really? Yeah. Good on you, Penny Marshall. I always think of riding in cars with boys whenever I see her name. Oh, not one of her best. That's still good. Oh, but do you... Yes. One thing I forgot. Oh, I'm sorry. About. This podcast is boring. You, Justin Winters. <laughs> so sorry about that. Been a long day. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Okay. Enough about big. Let's talk about Joe versus volcano. Oh, all right. Never mind. <laughs> You're moving on. <laughs> I'm just riding this train. Joo joo. <laughs> Don't get us in a wreck. Okay. So Joe versus volcano. Um, a much maligned film. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> What does that mean? I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. Really? I really didn't. Why not? Well, first of all, in the whole like first tenth or sixteenth, no, maybe more than that. I'm bad with numbers. Maybe it's the sixteenth. No, maybe it's the first fifth. Yeah, first fifth. Let's say it has five acts. Why not? First fifth of the film, I was like, if this is the coloring throughout the entire movie, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill myself. That was the point. I know. I have a hard time with that. It reminded me of the movie, um, what was it, Being John Malkovich in that office. It reminded me a little bit of that with like the sallow lighting and just the, the hum of, of horrible day-to-day life in that tiny office. Yeah. Um, I was very confused by Meg Ryan and Meg Ryan and Meg Ryan. She's a triple threat. I didn't... <laughs> And then I thought, because I'm really bad, actually, with remembering, like, who's playing what. You'll hear me ask you a million times during a movie, who is that again? And you'll tell me and be like, oh, I don't know who they are, but it turns out I've seen them in a million things. The first time I saw Meg Ryan, I was like, oh, it's Brunette Meg Ryan. And then she spoke, and I went, maybe I'm wrong, and it's not Meg Ryan. I'm like Betty Boop. And I I really second-guessed myself for the next ten minutes of, like, is it not? Mm-hmm. Maybe she comes later. And then when she was redheaded, I was like, oh, there's Meg Ryan. Wait a minute. But was she not then the brunette? I'm confused, but let me watch. Every character is played by Meg Ryan. I slowly figured that out. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. I think it is she. She's just trying to do different characters. Because she has a very distinct voice, even though she changed it up. Mm-hmm. That's how I knew. I was like, it's still Meg Ryan. I was right. Well, I thought she was ridiculously adorable. In all three parts? Yes. Interesting. Are you a Meg Ryan fan? Of course I am. I'm shocked. 
Yeah, even though she stalked Tom Hanks and Sleepless in Seattle, I still like Meg Ryan as an actress. (laughs) Actrice. Actrice. I really like Meg Ryan. Every time I see her in anything, though, it makes me so sad that she messed up her face. We we discussed this. I know, but it bears repeating. She messed up her face. No, she did mess up her face. I know. It's so sad. She was so cute. Well, you know... It's a lesson learned for other actresses. Don't mess up your face. Don't mess up your face, especially when you have a, a perfectly, you know, cute face. Cute face, Just like she did. Yeah. No, in the eighties, I was all about Meg Ryan. Like as a kid, I was like, I'm gonna find a woman like Meg Ryan someday, and I did. Good job. I mean, she was in <laughs> what, what? She had Top Gun. Yeah. She had. Uh, when Harry Met Sally. When Harry Met Sally. This she had movie. Inner Space. I loved her in Inner Space. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot about that movie. Yeah. She was great. And she was great in this. So, uh, what if, because we already asked about Tom Hanks, what would be your favorite Meg Ryan movie of all time? My favorite Meg Ryan movie? Yes. Oh. <gasps> Probably when Harry Met Sally. Me too. Stop copying me. I'm not copying you. So let's go back. So you, you say you didn't like this movie as much as you thought you would because no. the first fifth was drab? No, 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 no. I, I didn't get to expound. Uh, that part, yeah, whatever. But honestly, I kind of thought this was going to be a lighthearted comedy. I think I didn't know much about it, and I just assumed that that's what it would be. And then they, you know, shipwreck and spend a good portion of the movie on on some suitcases, and Meg Ryan is unconscious, and Tom Hanks just does a jig. Like... That's the movie, and then they end up jumping That's in a volcano. Ten minutes of the movie. No, no. Okay, here's a synopsis of the entire film. Okay, they're walking. No, 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 no. We no, don't no. have time for. No, no, no. It's gonna synopsis. be very quick. It's gonna be thirty seconds. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. There's some really bad lighting. Then there's some mud. They walk in it. There's a fight with Mel from Clueless. Then after that, they leave and. There's a different Meg Ryan in L.A. He meets a black guy. He tries on some tuxes. He buys the black guy a tux. Then he gets on a plane. Then he goes to a boat. Then he ends up in the ocean. Then he meets another Meg Ryan. She's cute. She's a little cynical, but she's cute. Then the ship goes down. Then she's unconscious. He does a jig on the suitcases. They arrive in an island. Apparently, um, what's-his-face whom I left in the birdcage is there? Nathan Lane. And then they end up going into a volcano that gets spit out. They end up back in the ocean. They marry each other, except that happened earlier. And then that's the end of the movie. Wow. Boo. Not much subtext you got from it, huh? It, well, that's just it. What's the subtext of this film? What's the theme? What's it, what's it about? Two people. <laughs> who? Oh, so you're saying one of those two people movies. Wait, wait. Who don't know themselves very well, and they find themselves through each other. Whoa. Meg Ryan isn't living the life that she thought she would be living. She's living off of daddy's teat. And, well, both versions of her. Actually, both of the sisters. Because she is working for her dad to get the boat. So, and yet she wants to be independent. But she's really not because she's working for her dad to get a boat. He doesn't know himself because he's been in the same job for four and a half years and it sucks. Mm -hmm. And now he thinks he's dying. So... They find each other and themselves, and it's like a figure eight. Wow. There you go. Okay. Deeper than you thought I'd be, huh? <laughs> you thought I was going to be like, it's about two people on a bat. <laughs> Although it is also about two people on a bat. Hmm. Oh, my God. 
and an island. Who they they like aren't set up. But I, I think I think it wasn't as big of a hit it's because most people just didn't know what was going on with it. They thought it was going to be just a, like a you lighthearted know, comedy. Lighthearted comedy, and it ends up being you know an existentialist view on life. You're right. It was very existential, mm-hmm. and I do which, appreciate which, which the I aspects enjoy. of it. I do. I I think I would have been more appreciative if it had been marketed that way. I like existential. Well, that's the thing. You can't market it that way because people be like, what? Ex- extraterrestrial? What? Exponential? Exponential? It's true. Lowest common denominator always and, and, rules. You know, people don't want to be preached to about, you know, if you're living this this life and, you know, what is life? What is living? People don't want like to expound upon those Life questions. Well, wait a minute. A minute ago, we were talking about being John Malkovich. It's the return of that. That's very existential in a way. Mm-hmm. And and but that's how it was billed as being little offbeat existential. And well, it's like a fairy. It's like a parable. Mm-hmm. You know, right? This this guy who's been you know living this life that's just like the most depressing thing on earth, and then all of a sudden he gets this death sentence. And he's like, well, what have we been? You know, let's. And he's reborn. He's reborn. Let's live life like like you're dying. Live life like you're dying. I think that's a country song. That's true. And I like the twist at the end where they find out that it really uh, was hit the the setter-upper of the whole thing's doctor who said, you're dying, when he really wasn't. Dr. Unsolved Mysteries? Yes, Dr. Unsolved. I was like, that's the guy from Unsolved Mysteries. I know that voice. Have you seen Airplane? Uh, parts. Kim made me watch it once. Oh, Kim so- loves Airplane. So does Bruce Udelf. I love Airplane. Okay, you, Kim, and Bruce Udelf need to get together and watch some Airplane. No, but uh, Robert (laughs) Stack, he was good as the doctor. Lloyd Bridges kind of reminded me of uh, the crazy uh, guy in uh, Being John Malkovich that we loved. Wait, who's Lloyd Bridges? Lloyd Bridges was the the rich guy that... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this island has this, you know, unobtained mineral, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's this crazy story, but because Lloyd Bridges sells it in the crazy way, you're like, I believe this story. I believed him based on his little story. It's true. And then you have uh, Ozzie Davis, who plays the uh, quintessential uh, black guy that knows everything, you know? Yeah, he's cool. He's like, you know... Your clothes, philosophy sucks. Clothes makes the man, you know? I can't tell you what to wear. Yeah. You don't even know yourself yet. See? See? Ah, we're on the same page. Would you have taken Lloyd Bridges up on his offer if you were in Tom Hanks' position? What? Where he's like, all right, I know you're dying. I know you have no family. I know you have no money. If you agree to jump into a volcano and effectively kill yourself to appease a whole bunch of island people, I'll give you some MasterCards and you can go shopping and get a vacation for a week or two. What would you have done? I would have taken the MasterCards and ran. Me <laughs> too. Going to a, a, a different, you know, remote small island. remote island. Right, because then what are they going to do? Like, follow you? And then I, you know, crash into the island and it's filled with Meg Ryans. Meg Ryan everywhere. Every, you know. Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan. The Aborigines of Meg Ryan. Again, we're back to Malkovich. Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan. Oh, wow. McGrian. <laughs> Can we do it like a sequel to being John Malkovich, except it's being Meg Ryan? 
as long as is it's you know late '80s Meg Ryan and not now Meg Ryan with the fish lips. I kind of think it would be interesting to do now Meg Ryan because part of one of the scenes she could be in the plastic surgeon's office. What? No. The pla- on, on the the island. Oh no! In the sequel to being Meg, being John Malkovich, being Meg Ryan. Because as a kid, I was just obsessed with living on a tropical island. Because you know, I like Blue Lagoon. That's true. You I, did. I loved Swiss Family Robinson, which Ugh. which you didn't like. Hate, hate. Um, Keeping I, piles of hate. I like Joe versus Volcano. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what what did you not like about it? Um. Uh, I hate that I'm not going to answer logically because I prefer logical answers to gut feeling answers. And mm-hmm. but I'm gonna have to commit a mortal sin here and be gut feeling about it. Mm-hmm. I just didn't enjoy it. I can't <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> no, there's a reason I said it that way. <laughs> I thought you were gonna fall asleep right <laughs> in the middle of your sin. <laughs> no, there's a reason I said it that way because. I enjoyed it on paper, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it for what it was, mm-hmm. but I didn't enjoy it. Well, a lot of other people didn't enjoy it. <laughs> That's why it was a flop. <laughs> it I only made it flop. Only made like forty million dollars at the box office. I mean, I would recommend seeing it on Netflix, not in the theater. Well, it's like a cult. Uh, it's got a cult following now. Does it really? Yeah. Well, did you know? I know you didn't because, again, you haven't seen this before. But the guy that wrote and directed this is um, it's a John Patrick Shanley, who's a Broadway guy. Shanley. <laughs> yes. He uh, <laughs> he recently did um, the play and the movie Doubt with uh, Meryl Streep, Amy Adams, Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's the, the so he went from Joe vs. Volcano, which came out in 1990, and the next movie he directed, Doubt. 18 years later, kind of amazing. And also, I was just talking about Doubt the other day. It was five in the morning, and a friend and I were trying to choose what movie to watch because we had to stay awake. And I was like, "Let's watch something compelling, like <laughs> Doubt." Or Last House on the Left. And he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Or Antichrist." Really? I did say those things. And he looked up. He's like, hey, Antichrist is on Instant Play. And I was like, no. And I refused. So then we watched The Devil Wears Prada instead. Thanks, Ryan. It was a fun day. Oh, well. Yep. <laughs> You're saying you don't want to watch Antichrist again. No. I do not want to watch that movie ever again. Okay. But was Joe vs. Volcano that bad <laughs> that, that, that John Patrick Shanley had to go into director jail for 18 years? No, that's just stupid. But I am glad, in a way, because it, he truly took the time to find himself. <laughs> We're all about finding ourselves on this podcast. <laughs> he found himself. He did find himself. He found himself with a priest and a little boy. I know. That movie was intense. I want to see it again, though. It was good. Did we watch that on a plane? We did watch it on a plane. Yeah. You were watching, you were watching like a really dramatic movie on a plane, and then you look up and you're like, man, this is just too much. I feel like we should clarify that we watched it on the laptop on a plane. It was not like the in-flight movie, because I think a lot of people would have been pissed. Really? <laughs> what is this movie about molestation in the church? I don't believe in this sort of thing, and I feel offended, American Airlines. 
Was it that bad? People would have been offended. Really? Well, we're not those people, she's, obviously. She's but some worse movies on a plane. Like that movie Grown Ups with Adam Sandler. Bleah. Yeah. I would have jumped off the plane. Bleah. But I didn't. No, that's good. I saw Finding Forrester on a plane. Ugh. I only saw a portion of it. I fell asleep. It was to Hawaii. Maybe it was on the way back from Hawaii. I can't remember. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> but they had an in-flight movie. That's what that was. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Hawaiian Airlines. Well. Yes. Let's go back to the idea of having a Tom Hanks avatar. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Everyone that I've heard that have that has come into contact with Tom Hanks, like working with him, mm-hmm. has nothing but good things to say about him. Oh, I think he's awesome sauce. Like I, I think he's like a really, really cool, like down earth guy. I think he's also funny and smart as a whip. And he's got a uh, Prius. He does have a Prius. Is it a Prius or no? It's a Prius. He like films himself. He made like a Prius. video of him <laughs> driving around in his electric car. Yeah, and watching. I was like. Good on you, Tom Hanks. Right? I mean, he's so self-effacing. I go back to the Tutlers and Tiaras thing. That was hilarious. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, you need to you need to Google this. Tom Hanks, Tutlers and Tiaras, Jimmy Kimmel. Amazing. It's a good one. Because he played himself. He wasn't even playing the character. And now he's got Larry Crown coming out with Julia Roberts. Are you interested in watching that? I am. I like him and I like Julia. It works out. What? No. I know. It's like it was perfectly made for you. Do you think that Tom Hanks has ever made a misstep in his career? Well, according to you, it would be Joe versus the Volcano. No, it wouldn't, because I can't see anybody else doing the role justice. I think that John Cusack would have also been a good choice, but not as good as Hanks was. In Joe versus the Volcano? Well, if yes. If they had recast it with Cusack, though, I don't think they could have had Meg Ryan. They would have had to have somebody else. Because it's their unique chemistry of Hanks and Ryan that works. Um, but just in the role that he played, yeah, I totally see Cusack doing it. Um, I'm pulling up his IMDb to see how many missteps he, he hasn't really had a lot of missteps. He really doesn't. I mean, Um, he might have had a couple. I mean, one could argue that You Got Mail was a misstep, but I don't think it was. No. No. I mean, it was, it wasn't Oscar winning material. Of course not. Okay. Uh, his first like major leading role was in Splash in 84. Right. Not a misstep. Not a misstep. Good movie. Yeah. Did you see Splash? I did see Splash. Uh, Bachelor Party in 84. Didn't see that. Pretty good movie. Not a misstep. Uh, Man with One Red Shoe. It was okay. Never saw that. Money Pit. Love it. Love it. Um, Dragnet. Love it. Big. Love it. Punchline. Love it. Don't know it. Burbs. Love it. Don't know it. Turner and Hooch. Best movie of all time. Haven't seen it. What? Yeah. You've never seen Turner and Hooch? No. Oh. Did we miss out on the podcast train? No, I'm just like, I'm so glad I haven't spoiled it for you just oh. in conversation. I have no idea what it's about. Not a clue. Turner and Hooch? Not even a clue. Okay. It's about this guy named Tom Turner. Hayes. Okay. He's got a dog named Hooch. Oh, the dog is Hooch? I would have thought it was a friend. <laughs> um, I think his probably biggest misstep was Bonfire of the Vanities, but that wasn't his fault. You know, I didn't even see that. League of Their Own. Love it. Sleeps in Seattle. Good. Philadelphia, your favorite. Tom One Hanks. of them. <laughs> Quiet. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Uh, Apollo 13. Oh, I want to see that. Hit all the Toy Stories, that thing you do. Yeah, he's got, I mean, 
Green Mile Castaway. Oh, Green Mile was great. I will watch the Green Mile whenever it's on TV. Catch, catch me if you can. Oh my god! That's my favorite Tom Hanks movie. I forgot. What's wrong with me? Catch me if you can is one of my favorite movies of all time. Really? Yeah, definitely in my top twenty. Well, I'm glad for you. But it's less about Tom Hanks than it is about Leo. He was great in it, too. Come on. He was a good Carl Hanratty. And can I just say that I'm super excited that, that in uh, the Broadway show, uh, Norbert Leo Butts has taken the reins on that role? Sure. Uh, love me some Norby. Love me some Norby. I wish I could have seen the the big musical when it was on Broadway. There was a big musical. That was there? Yeah. That would have been awesome. Yeah. It was, it, supposedly it was really good. So. Oh, now I want to watch Catch Me If You Can really badly. I want to watch Philadelphia. <laughs> so I want to be in a good mood. <laughs> Only if we can watch Doubt right afterward. <laughs> and then, just as a, you know, dessert. I know what's coming. Watch some Antichrist. Oh, God. <laughs> what's that, Willem Dafoe? <laughs> Wait, what is she doing to your penis? Oh, my God. Is yeah. that on Netflix Instant View? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, I'm telling you. I just want to know. I wish there was like a chart showing like the people that just, you know, hit that just to watch it out of the blue, knowing nothing about it. And I want to see at what point they just cut out and just <laughs> totally take it <laughs> off their like, cue. Nope, done. <laughs> and the, I'm telling you, when, when my friend Ryan was like, Oh my God, Chrissy, it has an instant. I was like, no, no, no. I was kidding. We're not going to watch it. Had he seen it before? No. We were talking about really dark films. And uh, I had should, mentioned it. She was like, let me look. And it was you there. Sh- you should have been like, we should watch this. I don't want, I don't want to tell you anything about it. <laughs> and, no. and just see how long it took for him to you know, start reaching. We, well, we were also trying to find a movie that we could possibly take a nap to, but still be awake in case we needed to be awake. Yeah, you don't want to take a nap to Antichrist. Yeah, that's why I was like, this is a bad choice. <laughs> Please don't play it. Nightmares. He's like, well, come on, you have a choice. This or Last House on the Left. I was like, no, no, both are really bad. Please don't. You know, when I, when I want to take a nap, I want to watch a movie <laughs> where, you know, a young girl is viciously raped. <laughs> I can't. No, I'm having bad images. Say something funny. Please. <laughs> no, please help. My head. Ow, my head. So, Joe versus Volcano, what would be your final grade? C. C? Yeah, maybe a C plus. Okay. What's well, not an F? Like, a lot of people, you know. Oh, I wouldn't give it an F. People were just, they didn't know. That's redeeming qualities. They, they thought it was a big two, I guess. Big two on an <laughs> island. He danced around a little bit. He has really high arches. He does. I noticed that in both movies. He should be in a dancing movie. I was like, oh my god, yeah. I was like, Hanks, high arches on those feet. Really high arches. You go, Hanks, in your high arches. So if you're ever in your Tom Hanks avatar, you can go dancing. Because he has high arches, and you can do that. Maybe his his version of... If if I'm in my Tom Hanks avatar, I'm going to jump into a volcano. Good on you. Maybe his version of Spanx should be Hanks, which are like footsie things. This, this, no, this footsie ha- things. This they ha- help make your arches high. This Hanks Spanx idea is just not going to work. It could be like a stirrup tight. They make your arches look higher. Well, you know, pitch him uh, your idea on Twitter. I'm sure he'll be <laughs> loving it. He'll be like, who is this woman? How'd she find me? Exactly. And then I'll recommend he go see Antichrist. He's probably already seen it. Oh, I hope not. It's probably his favorite movie. Oh, no. Wouldn't that be great if Tom Hanks, like the everyman, 
It's a favorite movie. It's the, you know, one of the darkest... <laughs> movies of all time. <laughs> yeah, go over to his house. He's like, watching Antichrist again. <laughs> Hanks, no! No! After this, I thought I'd pop in Insidious. <laughs> what? Insidious is awesome. I know, it's pretty good. But I was thinking of dark movies. <laughs> He should be, oh, I just thought of Da Vinci Code. That's probably a misstep. Oh, you're right. That might have been. And then he did the sequel, too, or oh, the prequel. Angel. Well, that one was better than Da Vinci Code. I didn't but, see that one. Ugh. He needs to do, like, uh, like, a, like a, a scary movie with Hanks. Is he the bad guy? That's uh, the hard part about him. I mean, he's a good actor. He's never really played a bad guy, has right. he? Right, yeah. It's like, how can he be the bad guy? It's kind of like... Uh, Tom Cruise that way. Tom Cruise has never really played a bad guy, though, has he? Well, kind of. And they've never been in a movie. There's this thing on the internet. Um, I don't know if it... I've seen it on several blogs. You know where they have the spammy content? The comments? Like, comments that are obviously spam. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's this one comment that I've seen on several different blogs talking about how Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise, and Julia Roberts should do a film together. Weird. What are they trying to sell? Hank Spanks. <laughs> like, this is the way to get it out there. They all win the same movie. Hank Spanks. Love it. you never seen Will Smith play a bad guy either. Well, yeah, I think that's his doing. Probably. I think it's all their doings in a way. I mean, they have a choice. They do have a choice. It's true. Yeah. They choose to play the good guy. I think Julia Roberts is going to play, um, uh, the, is it the Evil Queen in Snow White? Oh, that'd be good. They're doing they're doing a couple Snow White movies. There's like it's like Volcano and Dante's Peak all over again. There's two of the same movies. They're like pre-production, and she and she's in one of them playing the wicked witch of the. I don't understand your I Volcano and Dante's Peak reference. I've seen Volcano, but I have not seen Dante's Peak. Oh, uh, they're very similar about volcanoes and c- oh. catastrophe and stuff. My dad worked on Dante's Peak. He did. He did. What did he do? He was, like, the major water person. Not, like... The major water person? <laughs> He's the hero of the story! Because you get it. Um, I don't mean about, like... Wait a minute! There's a volcano <laughs> at Dante's Peak? Let's get Peter McQueen! He's the major water person! Shut up. I don't mean, like... <laughs> he played himself in Dante's Peak. He was also... It was, it was Pierce Brosnan, Peter McQueen. Right he was also in Harry and the Hendersons for the same thing. What? Yeah. He was the major water person in Harry and the Hendersons? Yes, he was. Let me explain this real fast. <laughs> I'm, trying you, to, I'm trying to think of the major water scene in, 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 in Harry and the Hendersons. He drives the water truck in the background on the construction site when it's going away. <laughs> Is that the scene after John Lithgow gets really mad at Harry? I think it might be. I don't it's know. so sad. And then Peter McQueen. He's there. Um, no, let me explain. In certain movies, whenever you have, like, fire, like, backdraft, or... I, I know about fire and water, huh? You have to have a water truck on site to put out the fire, or sometimes to create rain when there isn't any rain actually happening. They do that. <laughs> Peter McQueen, could you please point your hose up in the air? This is a major scene in Harry the Hendersons. We need rain. And he's like, all right. <laughs> just does it. Or he's Canadian, so he's like, okay. I thought he was the star of the movie, but he was just the guy on the side for, like, safety. <laughs> well, that maybe not. At least in Harry and Hendersons, he got to drive the truck into the camera shot. <laughs> into the bumbo. I thought you were about to say, into the camera <laughs> 
there's a water truck coming straight for the camera. He got out of the business after a while, though, because he was like, you have to keep the truck pristine, and it's really, really hard. Because then you want to take jobs outside of it, and then it gets dirty, and then you can't take the, the entertainment job again. So I'm done with this. I just assumed he, he was driving the water truck during the scene where uh, Harry sticks his head out the window and does the, the sirens. Oh, <laughs> no. That was not his scene. Hey, look, there's Peter McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to. That's not. I'm not as good as Harry. I guess not. That was Sidetrack City. Did I tell you when we watched Predator that the same guy that did Predator did Harry and Harry the Hendersons? Really? Oh, yeah, you did. You did. And I was like, really? Same dude. Did he also do Chewbacca? No. <laughs> he should have. He should have. Who played Chewbacca? Or was it a puppet? Was it Peter Mayhew? You know the guy who played Chewbacca? For real? No, I mean, not personally. <laughs> <laughs> but you know who it is? Che- that was his avatar. Chewbacca avatar. Oh, my God. <laughs> How do you know these things? You're like an idiot savant when it comes to movies. Well, you're like... Just an idiot. An idiot. I know. <laughs> you at least have Well, no, that's... I mean, Star Wars is a pretty famous movie. But who knows who played Chewbacca? Like, you do. Dude, I'm not a, I'm not a Star Wars nerd, but... Tons of people know. He's like he, all those like geeky sci-fi conventions. No, you're pretty He's good. the guy in the corner like signing his Chewbacca 8x10s Quick, for everyone. who voiced Alf? Who voiced Alf? Yeah. I don't know that. Really? No. I'm surprised. Who played the mom? Who played the mom? On Alf. I remember what she looks like. I don't remember Who played the dad? Peter McQueen. <laughs> no. <laughs> As an avatar. You don't know anything about Alf. I'm sorry, I, I didn't brush up on my ALF <laughs> trivia before we did this podcast on Tom Hanks. But <laughs> next time I will. I'm going to be quiet now. You know what? They what? should reboot ALF. Why don't we... I've heard, I heard, I've heard they're going to do an ALF movie. Uh, no, not an ALF movie. We don't need an ALF movie. Well, like a reboot. It's a movie. No, just like have another TV series. ALF comes back. Well, I don't even remember what happened to ALF at the end of ALF. He ate some cats. He did that throughout the series. <laughs> yeah, he did. So you're saying as they fade to black, he was eating cats. <laughs> what happened to him? Probably went back to his planet. Probably did. I don't know. Okay, well. This has been fun. I'm glad we did a Tom Hanks double feature. He's one of my favorite actors. I feel like I should note to our loyal, all five of you, maybe six now, podcast listeners that uh, we might be late on next week's podcast because we're going on a vacation, y'all. But next week's double feature is going to be all me because you know what? Because I only get one week per 50 podcasts. No, because it's my special day coming up. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Justin's birthday. Yeah, so I get to pick two special movies. Happy birthday to you. Might, might watch Antichrist. No. And then Antichrist. <laughs> Antichrist double feature. <laughs> we should do like an Antichrist uh, live comics. Oh my god, that would be unbelievable. Maybe as a special reward one day. I've got I've got a couple of double features in mind that are brewing up in my brain that you'll very enjoy. So. This is your birthday song. It won't last very long. See ya. Yes. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. I, if you made it this far, because we took a pit stop in Sidetrack City and they decided we liked it there. So we stayed. Sidetrack City! Sidetrack Side City! Sidetrack City! Megrind, Megrind, Megrind. Megrind. 
Okay, well... Find us on Twitter. Wish Justin a happy birthday on Twitter at Justin Winters. And point at me and laugh at Chris Winters with a K. Yes, point at you and laugh. Ha <laughs> ha. I laugh. Okay. Eat a cat. Eat Not a- really. I'm vegan. Don't do it. It's a bad idea. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I-, I had an elf moment. But I'm done now. Good. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Catch you later. Bye.